You're listening to To Dine for the Podcast, the Shot Put Media production, presented by MasterCard. Start something priceless. What's better in life than a bottle of wine, great food, and an amazing conversation? My name is Kate Sullivan, and I am the host of To Dine For. I'm a journalist, a foodie, a traveler with an appetite for the stories of people who are hungry for more. Dreamers, visionaries, artists, those who hustle hard in the direction they love. I travel with them to their favorite restaurant to hear how they did it. This show is a toast to them and their American dream. To Dine For the Podcast is brought to you by Terlato Wine Group and American National Insurance. I live in Chicago, and right about now, the leaves are falling and so are the temperatures. This makes me want to grab a glass of red, find a fire pit, and a cozy sweater. If you are looking for a wine recommendation, may I suggest the 2018 Hannah Cabernet from Sonoma County. If you prefer white wine, the 2021 Hannah Chardonnay is a great option. This female-led winery offers absolutely delicious options for your fall table. Great pairing with more savory dishes, or to share a bottle with friends. Hannah Winery brings the rich and unique terroir of Sonoma County right to your home in every glass. Cheers, everyone. To Dine For the podcast is brought to you by American National, offering a broad suite of insurance solutions to protect what matters most to you. For 115 years, American National has remained committed to helping people and communities make a real difference in their lives. American National supports great local community organizations led by the kind of people you hear about on To Dine For, people who are inspired to make a difference and inspire others in return. American National's philosophy is helping where it's needed helps us all. For a description of the American National companies, the products they write, and the states in which they're licensed, visit AmericanNational.com dine. Hi, everyone. Welcome to To Dine For The Podcast, where we meet the world's most creative and innovative minds at their favorite restaurant. Today's episode is Arlen Hamilton. Did I catalyze someone today? Did I catalyze their, their forward motion? Did I make it possible for someone by maybe picking up the phone and, and making a connection for them or, yes, investing in them or giving them an, an idea that they didn't have before? Did I make it possible for them to move forward. If I did that, I'm good. Arlen Hamilton is a venture capitalist, author, and advocate for women, BIPOC, and LGBTQ founders. Her book, It's About Damn Time, shares her journey to call her shot. She wanted to invest in 100 underestimated founders in five years. She did that and then some. What's even more amazing is that she did it with no formal training. She was homeless at times and learn most of what she knows about the world of VC funding from her own research and hustle. This interview was part of season four of To Dine For on public television, and frankly, it was one of my all-time favorite episodes. Arlen is the definition of inspiring. Her story's incredible, and she is incredible. Please enjoy this meal and conversation with Arlen Hamilton. Arlen, how are you? What's up? So nice to meet you. You too. Thank you for doing this. Yeah, thanks for having me. It looks like we're outside of the backstage entrance to a club, but it's a place with a very special meaning for Arlen. 
This is a, your old stopping grounds, oh, man, right? This is, yeah, it's, it's truly, it's like, I feel a certain way when I walk up to this. Hollywood, Tinseltown, it is the city of big aspirations. One of those places where people leave their hometowns, put it all on the line, and hope to turn their dreams into a reality. It's the kind of place where you can make it. And right in the middle of this town of dreams, off a nondescript alley, sits the Hotel Cafe. It is a quaint live music venue that keeps that Hollywood dream alive. The Hotel Cafe is one of those places that's filled with regulars like Arlen Hamilton. What began as a coffee shop in 2000 has shifted into a full-on music venue that serves as a launching pad for some really big names. Many artists have gotten their start here. We had early shows from artists like Adele, Ed Sheeran, you know, Mumford and Sons, Haim, um, Katy Perry, Sarah Bareilles, I mean, so many people. There are two stages that run simultaneously, showcasing anywhere from five to 10 artists every night. The vibe is very fun and very exciting. Today, we're switching things up a little. Arlen picked the Hotel Cafe as her favorite spot. So I had to check it out. For our meal, we're bringing things back how it used to be, back when they served food here. We're ordering in empanadas and quesadillas and other finger foods, just like it was when Arlen was a regular. There's a lot of places you could have taken me in LA, which is where you live now. Why did you choose Hotel Cafe? It feels like home to me. I know that sounds corny, mm -hmm. but it does. If, walking up to it, I had that overwhelming feeling again. Uh, I spent a lot of years coming here, you know, it would, whether I was living in San Diego at the time or living here or even not having a place to live, mm -hmm. um, I would find my way back here. Your first love is music. It is. And yeah. you were a tour manager for many years. Mm -hmm. You came here, why? Were you here to scout talent or were you here to manage some of the acts? Oh, this was early, you know, early on, like two or three years into them opening, and I came here just to enjoy the music. Really? Because two words came, uh, were on their website that I loved, listening room. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, I want to go to a place in L.A. where I can actually hear the music being played. So not a nightclub, not a scene, not a, like, see and be seen, but really a nope. place that you can truly enjoy music. Yes. I love that this is a place that takes you back because I think to fully understand your story you have to begin at the beginning. Uh, you are from Dallas, Texas. Can you tell me a little bit about what it was like growing up in Dallas with your mom and your brother, right? That's right, yeah. I grew up with my mom. Uh, my brother's four years younger than I am. There was a lot of laughter in our house, mm -hmm. a lot of love. Anytime we see each other today the first thing we're doing is cracking jokes and, and kind of bringing that back. But we, we moved around a lot mm -hmm. and we didn't have much. Mm -hmm. And so I remember kind of two worlds at the same time, a lot of laughter and kind of keeping things light. And then this very serious uh, poverty <laughs> that we were in and watching my mom figure out ways to, to keep head above water and juggle things. And um, that would follow me straight through high school. You, did you know you were in that kind of poverty? Because a lot of people who grow up, they don't quite know it yeah. as a child. You know, I've heard that before. But you knew <laughs> I've it. heard people say, you know, I didn't know until someone told me. Oh, I knew. We yeah. knew. You <laughs> we knew. knew. And how did that shape 
how you saw the world in the sense of what was possible for you. It would make a great movie, but it you know it was like I was remember thinking like, you know that that's this isn't forever. Yes. That was kind of the first way my mind let me do that, calculate that, and I remember thinking, I, I would be very wealthy mm -hmm. because I needed to be. You envisioned that for your future. Yes. You definitely had a clear vision yes. that you would be wealthy. Since very young. I remember having this thought of, like when I was like really young, thinking like, before I knew what the world meant, what that meant, the world, like everybody in the world will know me. It's kind of weird, but I remember thinking like, not like I'm going to be famous or I'm this or that, it's more like my voice is going to be heard by everyone. If I walk down the street, people will know. Interesting. Me. That's like an inner knowing, a prophecy, yeah. a, a concept of what your life might be. Yeah. When you were a tour manager and you were yes. coming here and you were enjoying music and then you were um, representing acts, what was, ooh, ooh. a little <laughs> snack. Thank you. Yes, thank you. Thank you very much. Some chips and guac. Yes. Fantastic. Awesome. Arlen wasn't just a fan of music. She started her career in the music industry, managing tours for various artists. It was one of those early jobs where the long hours and intense work ethic were building a foundation and connections for what was to come. Well, I got into music by asking 100 people if I could, if I could work for them. And only one said, ended up saying yes, and that's all I needed. You only need that one yes. Yeah, Lady Gaga was right. <laughs> you need that one yes. <laughs> what did you learn from that experience as a tour manager that you think you use now? And anytime since I was 15 that I was working, I never just took the paycheck. I thought of the job as just the job. I always thought of it as uh, a learning experience, mm -hmm. like an education, even if it was terrible. Mm -hmm. And on on the job of you know being a tour manager and being a production assistant and different things like that, I would listen in on conversations. Mm. And conversations were with the artists, with millionaire artists or with their millionaire um, managers, oftentimes went to Silicon Valley, this, this mystical place. And the more, you know, the second time I heard it, the first time I might have kind of skipped it, but the second time I heard it, I paid attention. And, um, I thought, well, you know, I could either leave it for the rich guys to just get richer or I could do some research and figure out what they're talking about. So I just started doing research and the more I researched, the more I realized, oh, I'm, this is me. Here Arlen was without a college degree or any formal education or experience in investing. And she wanted a spot in the game. Her plan, to start a tech company and become the CEO and founder. So she did her research, massive amounts of research, and what she found changed her course. That's when I came across this, this statistic about 90% of venture capital and angel investing going to white men in a country where they make up a third of the population. And so I stopped in my tracks and I said, okay, well, I was kind of going along, I was gonna be on the road, I was gonna have this company, but this seems bigger than all of that if I can somehow crack this, then it's not just about my journey to raising capital and maybe I, maybe I win, maybe I don't. It's more about can we open this up to a, just a bigger swath of people overall. Less than 1% of funding goes to people of color. Is that correct? Yeah, yeah. 
And that is just stunning. It's stunning. It's insulting. It's insulting of all the venture capital money that's available for founders. Less than 1% goes to people of color. Was it that fact alone that said, I got to get in the game? Yes. Yeah. When I heard that 90 versus 10, I'm thinking of all the women in the country we're sharing less than 10%. Mm. Of all the black people in the country, we're sharing less than 10%. And you know, when you combine everything, and all of those things were, they were describing me. Yeah. It's wrong and it's not a good feeling, but there's also great opportunity here. We'll have more on this conversation in just a minute, but first, thank you to our sponsors. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you wanna do is second guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself. And for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. To Dine For the Podcast is brought to you by American National, offering a broad suite of insurance solutions to protect what matters most to you. There's a funny thing about most insurance commercials, whether they feature lizards or birds or funny cartoon characters. It seems like they want you to think about anything but insurance. American National, on the other hand, has real local agents who get to know you so they can help you reach better decisions about your insurance to make sure you're protecting what matters most to you. American National Agents are part of your community. They're your neighbors. So whether it's solutions for your home, your small business, your farm, or your life, you can count on your local American National Agent to make sure you get the discounts you deserve and the protection you need without paying for extras you don't. With American National, you get an ally, not just a web page. For a description of the American National companies, the products they write in the states in which they're licensed, visit AmericanNational.com slash dine. I live in Chicago, and right about now, the leaves are falling and so are the temperatures. This makes me want to grab a glass of red, find a fire pit, and a cozy sweater. If you are looking for a wine recommendation, may I suggest the 2018 Hannah Cabernet from Sonoma County. If you prefer white wine, the 2021 Hannah Chardonnay is a great option. This female-led winery offers absolutely delicious options for your fall table. Great pairing with more savory dishes, or to share a bottle with friends. Hannah Winery brings the rich and unique terroir of Sonoma County right to your home in every glass. Cheers, everyone. Now back to our conversation. In 2015, Arlen became the founder and managing partner of Backstage Capital, a venture capital firm dedicated to investing in underestimated founders, people of color, women, LGBTQ, You were learning it from the beginning, and that's what I think is so amazing and fascinating. How do you begin? Truly, I don't know if I've said this before, but I got flashcards, like index cards, blank ones, 
And I went through different magazines and books and online videos, and I just started writing out key people and keywords and, and quizzing myself. That's how I started at the very beginning. And then I just started reading everything I could get my hands on and watching everything I could get in front of and um, asking people questions. Like I was just so insatiably curious that if 20 people said, get out of here, I don't want to talk to you, I didn't mind, you know? I was like, I'm oh, just looking for that one to talk to me. So really, even at the beginning, the rejection didn't bother you? No. It didn't? No, and I don't quite know where it, that comes from, but it, it didn't really, um, it didn't bother me. I always say being an entrepreneur is like taking two wet sticks, rubbing them together, and trying to start a fire yeah, because it's that yeah, hard. Yeah. What is your first yes? I think the, the biggest one um, that made the definite difference was a woman named Susan Kimberlin. She is an angel investor, still is, uh, with a great portfolio. And I met her in Silicon Valley, actually. She was early in her um, investing career. She had worked at a major tech company and was able to retire pretty early because she did so well there. And we met each other, we talked, we got each other. Mm. And she didn't know that I was living at the airport at the time. The San Francisco yeah, airport. Yeah, like people in my class that I was taking this two week boot camp, they were staying at the Four Seasons. <laughs> <laughs> and I was going back to And you the, were sleeping on the floor yeah. of the San Francisco airport. Yeah. Because you had nowhere to go. Yeah. And you didn't have the funds to a hotel was no. be, beyond your means. No, I stayed at an Airbnb for a few days and then that ran out, <laughs> that capital ran out. Susan Kimberlin's $25,000 check was a game changer for Arlen. It was the spark she needed. The only problem, she was so new to the game, she didn't even have a bank account to deposit the check. Here you are, someone who's vi visualized being a part of the world of venture capital, taught yourself pretty much everything you know, mm -hmm. and then actively tried to find your first investor in your fund, and here it is, the yes. What was that like? It was confirmation and it was, I said to myself, never going backwards from this point on. I'll never be here again. I was in the parking lot of a grocery store when I got the news. I had my luggage with me and my backpack and I got the, the, the news and I had been using that park, like the, the grocery store, um, like little food area as my office <laughs> the past few days. So I just... I sauntered in there and I got me the grocery store sushi and a cupcake, had my little celebration, and I was like, peace, <laughs> I'm out of here. Yeah. I was like, you know, talking to, the, to everybody who was there. I was like, I'm out. But then... And that first yeah. check was 25000 The very first one was twenty five. She ended up coming back with another twenty five because she understood twenty five needs to go to a company and then twenty five is to set up shop. So just a few days later. She, she believed in you. She believed in me. Yeah. 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 And she's like, so Susan is like, okay, I'll, I'll, I'll send over 25K, send me your wire information. And I sent her my mom's personal bank information <laughs> because I'm like, that's what I'm, I'm going to have. I'm going to get it out there and I'm going to do what I got to do. And what'd she and say? She's like, mm, no, no, <laughs> no. You need and a real bank yeah, account. She, this is so incredible. I mean, you realize how... People are going to say, wow, she didn't even have a bank account, and someone was willing to give her $25,000 yes. yes. to invest in. And when I think about it now, of course, I think it's, if somebody came to me and wanted me to invest $25,000, right. I would be, I would say the same thing to them. Right. No, 
Um, but if but, you can do these things, we can get you there. Sometimes you're just not taught certain things. If you're, if the rest of your life is about surviving, sometimes you don't learn the etiquette. And I'm not going to stop somebody at the door because they don't know the etiquette. Talk to me about the big audacious goal that you made when you created Backstage Capital. Yeah, a few years into it, before I had the first check, I said, I'm going to invest in 100 companies led by underrepresented founders by 2020. So it was 2014 I was saying this. And the reason I said it was because so many investors that I had talked to along the way, their pushback was, I don't think there are enough women starting companies that are really? viable for VC. Wow. Or I don't think there are enough dot, dot, dot making companies. And I, I'm like, I'm surrounded by them, but also they have to start somewhere too, right? So shouldn't we be seeding that ecosystem? Yes. So I said to myself, I didn't even make this proclamation publicly for a long time. I said, I'm going to, not only am I going to find them, but I'm going to invest in a hundred of them, which means I'll have to see thousands. Not only did Backstage Capital meet their goal, they surpassed it. By 2018, more than a year ahead of schedule, Arlen and her team had invested in 100 startup companies. Today, they've hit 200. They've raised more than $20 million and invested in everything from online beauty retailers to satellite internet companies, sticking to their plan to focus on underestimated entrepreneurs. What do you tell founders who are going into these big pitches um, knowing how many times you've been in the shoes in order to bring their best self? I tell them to bring their true self because their true self is their best self. Mm. And um, I think we all believe and it's, I think we're all taught this somewhere along the line that we have to put our best foot forward, we have to know everything, we have to project that we're gonna be a billion dollar company by three days from now, you know, all those things. And the truth is I've seen more than 10,000 companies now. And so I've seen some things and I know that it's, it's years and years of sacrifice and of things not going your way and things not making sense and some things coming together and making sense. And so if you come into, you know, come, in, come to, to me for money and you're like, got it all figured out, I say, well, I can't do anything for you then. If you have it all figured out, how can I be helpful? Hmm. So you almost like to see the warts and all of someone. You like to see that they have places to grow and, and needs. Hmm. I like that because it's real. So that tells me if they're willing to be vulnerable and tell me, don't have it all figured out, but that's what, that's what I'm going to do. That is what I'm here for. It tells me that they're going to be honest in other ways too. Hmm. When it comes to raising venture capital, one of the things that you say is that when you don't have money, you have to be the money. Mm -hmm. What does that mean? Well, we know that money attracts money. At least I've learned that over time. People say it, and it's true. And if you don't have it, how do you attract it? Well, right. you become it. You become the asset. So even uh, if we go back to Susan's story of investing 25000 I mean, I'm adorable, but that's not why she <laughs> invested 25000 She invested 25000 I believe, because when we would have conversations, even though I was at the airport sleeping on rolled-up jeans, I had so much I had learned in those past three, three and a half years that she didn't know, that money couldn't buy her 
that information instantly. Mm -hmm. So by being around me and being able to ask me questions and kind of learn and, and, and learn things that she didn't even know to ask, that's valuable to her. So she wants to be around that, so she wants to catalyze that. Fascinating. So knowledge is power, and the more you know about something allows you to be the commodity mm -hmm. that that person then wants to learn from you. Yes. So yes. even if you have no money, yes. if you have the knowledge, the right person is going to want to get in front of you. Absolutely. That's called being the money. That's it. That's being the money. What's it like to be someone's first yes? Yes. Uh, I try to emulate Susan's uh, catalyzing every day of my life. It's amazing. It is, it's like the best thing I can do because you can do it over and over again. You know, you're, you're that person and you can go to the next person. I'm becoming the person I was looking for. So it's definitely um, powerful and it's humbling and it's uh, emotional to do so. And then we met her and I think within the first 30 minutes, she's like, yep. I'm Not only was there she our first yes, she said yes on the spot. Right. Arlen hasn't only focused on backstage capital. She's also shared her personal journey and lessons in her book, It's About Damn Time, and through her podcast, Your First Million. And others have taken notice. In 2018, Arlen was the first black non-celebrity woman featured on the cover of Fast Company magazine, following Oprah, Beyonce, and Serena Williams. Not to mention her public speaking gigs, where each speech earns her five times more than she made in the entire year just five years ago. One of the things that you say is that you, you want people to show up as themselves so that other people who need to find them can find them. Right. I'm paraphrasing, yeah. but, you, you, but I'm close, right? <laughs> yeah. 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 What do you mean by that? I say be yourself so that the people looking for you can find you. And I mean that so many of us try to be kind of fit in and be what they think you're supposed to be in that moment. And there are other people who are not even as brave as you are, and they're sort of watching from a distance. And if you're acting like everybody else, they don't know that you have certain opinions or certain values or certain talents or any of that to recognize you. You know, they may have an insecurity that you have, but if you don't show that and share that, they don't know to come to you and say, hey, I have that too. Let's figure out how to overcome that together. How did you overcome it? And some people will see something, an insecurity they have, and they use that as a reason they can't do something. Yes. Like they don't have a checking account, so how could they even dream of being a venture capitalist? Yes. But when you're vulnerable enough to tell that story, over and, and, and yeah. over and over again. I mean, to say it's, it, it like, is amazing. It's out loud. Yeah. And it's funny, right? So a lot of times we get stuck, too, because we're afraid of being embarrassed. Yes. And if I were afraid of being embarrassed, I wouldn't be able to tell half of my life. Yeah. So I just remember what I know I am. Mm -hmm. I remember what's true. And then I also say, well, every day, did I catalyze someone? That's my key word. Did I catalyze someone today? If I did that, I'm good. And when you say, did I catalyze someone, what do you mean by that? Did I catalyze their, their forward motion? Did I make it possible for someone by maybe picking up the phone and, and making a connection for them or, um, uh, yes, investing in them or giving them an, an idea that they didn't have before? Did I make it possible for them 
to move forward. Simple as that. I love that. That's so beautiful. On Instagram, your handle is Arlen was here. Yes. When people think of the name Arlen Hamilton, what do you want them to think? Heck of a shoe collection. <laughs> All purple, by the way. <laughs> and that, uh, that I care, like ultimately that I care, and that I change the game for, I don't know how many thousands, maybe more entrepreneurs and investors. This has been awesome. Thank you thank so you. much. Thank yeah, you. Thank thanks you. for bringing me back here. This is, this is the best that I could have hoped for. I just loved my time with Arlen Hamilton. Five years ago, she didn't even have a bank account, but she had vision. Even on the floor of the San Francisco airport, she could see what others could not. That believing in people no one else did would pay dividends. That talent and intelligence knows no color or gender. And so less than 1% of funding to a certain group of people makes no sense. That's leaving money on the table. What made sense for Arlen was betting on herself and the thousands of founders like her who are turning being underestimated into an advantage. We all deserve a seat at the table. But what's amazing about Arlen Hamilton is that she's actually building a longer table. And for those who don't see a chair, she's pulling up a few of her own. Thanks for listening to To Dine For The Podcast. For more information on the show, the guests, and the podcast, head to todinefortv.com. You can find us on Instagram at todinefortv and Facebook at todinefor with Kate Sullivan. Thanks to the sponsors of To Dine For The Podcast, American National, and Terlato Wine Group. Special thank you to producer and sound editor John Golmer. To the loyal followers of this program, cheers, stay hungry, and stay inspired. I'll see you back at the table soon. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health Right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.